We want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode, yes, of the Settling the Score podcast. I am your host, Colin Settle, and yeah, it's Monday. I hope everything is going well. I hope everyone's weekends went according to plan, but as of Friday, the Big 12 Twitter account and their website put out their 2020 preseason rankings for football. And I took a look at it. It was on Twitter. I tweeted about it a little bit. But I saw it all come out, and I go, oh, I need to talk about it. I have to. And I'm not, I wasn't going to wait till Thursday. That was the other thing, is I was not going to wait till Thursday to put this episode out because it needs, it, it needs to be talked about. Not in a bad way, but I feel like I, I want to start getting back into the groove of things. So I'm going to, first of all, go through the Big 12's preseason rankings on where they have everybody, the votes placed, all that good stuff. And then I'll go through my list here and how I think the Big 12 is going to end up looking, hopefully, if we have football here in the fall by the time December, January rolls around we'll have a better idea of what we're looking at. But this is this is just what I think we're going to end up seeing by the end of football season, hopefully in the fall. So to start it off, the Big 12 put out on Twitter and on their website that Oklahoma is going to win the Big 12. And I have no problems with this at all. They, they got 80 first place votes from, from Big 12 NCAA whoever they gather those from. I think I definitely think that Oklahoma is still the front runner, even though they lose their starting quarterback. They have a guy like Spencer Rattler, who I believe is going to be the starting quarterback coming up this fall. You know, I, I have them going 12 and 0. Currently, as of last week, the NCAA put out their tentative preseason AP poll stuff. Oklahoma's at number seven. I have them going 12 and 0, 9 and 0 in the Big 12. Their only losses could be to Texas, OSU, possibly Baylor, Iowa State. More, I'm leaning more towards Iowa State. And, of course, I think that, you know, you saw what Kansas State was able to do last season against them. Granted, K-State is having to go into Norman this year. I don't know how that's going to change things. But Kansas State is also one of those bubble teams that I think could possibly steal a win in Norman. But definitely Texas and Oklahoma State are the two front runners there. In my mind, I still have them at number one. Yeah. Next on the list for the Big 12 rankings, they have Oklahoma finishing first, Oklahoma State finishing in second, Texas in third, Iowa State in fourth, Baylor finishing fifth, TCU finishing sixth, sixth, Kansas State finishing 7th, West Virginia finishing 8th, Texas Tech finishing ninth, and Kansas pulling up from behind on the caboose there at 10, as per the usual. Some things never change. Now, I, I, look, through, I look through that list 
and I I see some issue. I have some issues with it. I agree with most of it. I do. It's a lot of the middle pack things here between that number four to maybe the number seven spot is where I kind of have issues with. But you know, just going through going through my list here, I do have Oklahoma at number one, going twelve and zero and nine and zero in the Big Twelve. Like I said, they're ranked number seven, it, loosely according to the tentative the the preseason AP poll that came out last week on the on the 16th I believe and their only losses coming from Texas and Oklahoma State possibly Kansas State Iowa State maybe and then possibly Baylor as well if Baylor, Baylor can figure out some of those defensive issues with all those players leaving now finishing second in the Big 12 I have Oklahoma State they are currently ranked number 12 in that AP preseason tentative poll. I have them going 10 and 1. Now, here's the thing. I look at these schedules. Some teams are going to play more out of conference games than others. Just looking at just looking at the schedules. Some teams will play 11 games, some teams will play 12 games. So the records might be a little different, and I just wanted to say that ahead of time before Somebody messages me on Twitter and says, oh, well, no, because they're only playing 11 games. No, like, go look at the schedules. Trust me. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Please correct me. But as of right now, some teams are playing less games due to coronavirus. Thanks, Corona. Yep. And some teams are playing their full three out-of-conference games. Some are only playing two out-of-conference games. So... That's why some of these records might be a little different, such as Oklahoma State. I have them going 10-1 and and 8-1 and in the Big 12 with our only loss coming to Oklahoma. Some of the teams on the bubble there, Kansas State, Texas, Iowa State, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. The Big 12 is such a crazy division in this Power 5, you know, conference setup that we have here. But you never know what's going to happen. But I, I definitely think that Oklahoma State is going to finish in the top three or top four. They have a very solid team with Chuba, Chuba Hubbard, however you say his name, over 2,000 rushing yards last season, 21 touchdowns. I mean, this this team can definitely contend. They showed it last season, and I definitely think that they have the ability to compete for the Big 12 championship against, you know, of course, the Oklahoma team that has some has some question marks surrounding it you lose a lot of talent on offense you have a young guy who I I personally think it's going to be Spencer Rattler who's going to take the reins of that offense you lose a lot you lose your number one receiver you lose a quarterback you you know you lose some alignment but I definitely think that Oklahoma is still going to be the front runner here followed by Oklahoma State competing for that big 12 championship now at the number three spot, this is where things can get interesting. I think a lot of different teams can take this number three spot. And right now, for me, it's Texas. I think Texas is going to go 9-3, and three, and they're going to go 7-2 and two in the Big 12 with their only losses coming from Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and they play LSU in the preseason out of conference there, and I think that they're going to lose those three games. But they're going to they're gonna be able to take out Almost everybody else, the only bubble teams I could see here are Kansas State, who put up a great game last year against them, took it down to the wire, a game-winning field goal, great game, and possibly Iowa State. Iowa State and Kansas State are going to be on these bubble teams a lot. I think those are the two teams that have a lot of question marks surrounding them, considering their schedules and who else 
is looking like they're going to be pretty good here in this upcoming season. Now, a player to watch for Texas here, Sam Ellinger, 3,600 passing yards, 32 touchdowns. This guy can get it done. Definitely a top three quarterback in the Big 12 for me right now. Looking at, you know, who else is still around? Guys like Brock Purdy, Charlie Brewer, uh, Skylar Thompson, of course. I mean, definitely, definitely a top quarterback in the Big 12 right now who I definitely think has a lot of upside potential. And I think he had a great year last year, and I think that he can only build upon that this upcoming season. So he is the player to watch there for Texas. Now at the number four, the number four, five, six spot for me can really go anywhere. Like I said, the anywhere from four to seven here, these four teams, I think, are kind of the mystery teams where they have a lot of question marks surrounding them. Nobody really knows really how they're going to finish. And currently right now for me, I'm not trying to be biased. I really think Kansas State is going to finish top four. Currently at number seven in the Big 12's pool, I believe that's where they were last year, and they come out and they finish in the top four or top five. Kansas State's underrated every year. You know, that may be a little biased coming out, but, you know, it is what it is. I think Kansas State is going to finish nine and three, six and three in the Big 12, with their only losses coming to Texas, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. Now, two bubble teams here are Baylor and Iowa State. Now, Kansas State lost a couple close games there to West Virginia, TCU last season, and, you know, that's that's what people get held up on from, from you know, articles that I've been reading and, and stuff that I've been seeing. That's the one thing that holds them back is that K-State is just so inconsistent, and I agree with that. I do agree with that. The Kansas State team last year was very inconsistent. They're losing a lot of defensive talent, even though about 60-61% of their their production is coming back, specifically talking toward the offensive side of the ball. Now, it it boggles my mind a little bit. You have a close game with Texas. You beat Oklahoma, but now you have to go into Norman. This upcoming season, this Oklahoma State team that's looking really good. You know, Kansas State, I definitely think that they're going to finish you know, above, you know, 500. Say they're going to make a bowl game in my mind. These top four, top five teams are definitely going to make a bowl game in my mind. But I could see Kansas State finishing anywhere from the low side of seven and five all the way up to nine and three. Anywhere, anywhere in between that, that range right there. I don't see them not making a bowl game. I think that Chris Kleiman is going to be fantastic, just the perfect fit for this team. I think that he he's shown he's shown what he can do. He's won national championships with North Dakota State. The dude is tried, tested, and true. He knows what he's doing. I definitely think that Kansas State is more of a dark horse. They're definitely not a number one contender right now, but I do think in the next few years, with some recruits coming in, specifically at the quarterback position, you could build this team up into a championship-winning football team. But right now, I have them just outside of that, out of that top three at the number four spot, going 9-3, and three, losing to Texas, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State, possibly with some throw-up-in-the-air some throw up in the air type games against Baylor and Iowa State. The player to watch here for Kansas State, in my opinion, is Wyatt Hubert. You can talk about, you know, the quarterback position, you know, K-State struggles kind of in the running back department right now lost some offensive linemen, but defensively, 
you know, you lose some other players, but Wyatt Hubert, the junior, finished with 33 total tackles, seven sacks, and one forced fumble this last season. This is this guy had, and I I talked about him last Thursday with Ryan Gilbert from 24/7 Sports. Wyatt Hubert has such a high ceiling right now. He is definitely in my mind NFL potential. Maybe maybe more upside than Jordan Willis. I don't know. Speaking from a Kansas State standpoint, but this guy can definitely make an impact, and he is 100% the guy to watch this upcoming season for this Kansas State team. Finishing fifth in the Big 12 for me is Baylor at 8-4 and four and 5-4 and four in the Big 12. Their only losses coming from Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma State, and Kansas State. The bubble team for me here is Iowa State. I feel like Iowa State, and I'll, and I'll talk about them here in a little bit, but I feel like Iowa State has a lot of upside potential. The problem with Baylor here and why I have them kind of in the middle of the pack is they lost a lot. You lose a top receiver. You lose a lot of your defense. You don't have a lot coming back. I definitely think that Baylor can contend, but not to the extent that they contended last season for for the Big 12 Championship and then obviously losing to Oklahoma. But I definitely think that Baylor has a very good chance of improving that record, possibly even getting 10 wins. I really think that they have a lot of... Uh, they're, they're probably one of the more dark horses in my mind right now. People still have them high. I mean, you look at you know the Big 12, they have them at 5 as well. I definitely think that Baylor has so much upside potential. And the player to watch here, of course, is Charlie Brewer, their quarterback coming back. 3,100 passing yards, 21 touchdowns. He also has a lot of upside potential. I definitely think, if not a top three, a top five quarterback in the Big 12 right now. Baylor could, they're, they're going to make a bowl game. No doubt in my mind, they're going to make a bowl game. Whether or not they win six, seven, eight games or whether they win 10 or 11 games, who knows? They're, they're really the biggest mystery right now, aside, aside from the team that I'm going to talk about next, that they could really finish anywhere within the top. I don't see them finishing in the bottom half, but definitely really anywhere in the top half of the Big 12 right now. Charlie Brewer, player to watch for Baylor. Next at the sixth spot, and, you know, this is, this might be a little, I don't want to say controversial, but it may, it may be a little questioning. But I have Iowa State finishing sixth in the Big 12 at 6-5, and five, making a bowl game, going 4-5 and five in the Big 12, losing to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Baylor, Texas. Now, they do play some of these games on the road. They do, they do lose some on the road. I do think that Baylor is definitely the team that's on the bubble for me right now against, against Iowa State. Iowa State has a lot of upside potential, especially looking at the player to watch here in my mind, Brock Purdy, a top, top three quarterback in the Big 12 right now. 3,900 passing yards, 27 touchdowns. You know, this, and, and he's young. He's, he's going to be a junior, I believe. This guy, this guy has a lot of upside potential, and I do think that this Iowa State team has a lot of upside potential. They are definitely the dark horse in my mind. The NCAA... Preseason AP poll, you know, whatever tentative thing that came out last week has them at number 23 in the nation. I I, I agree with that to an extent. If you look at the upside of this team, you know, 
they they lost a couple close games last year, especially to you know Kansas State. I just I I want to see this Iowa State team get over the hump. They haven't won more than ten games, I think, ever in the Big Twelve. I want to see this team get good. I want to see this whole conference as a whole be competitive and not just have one or two or three teams every year competing for the for the championship. I want to see I want to see some diversity here. But I think Iowa State has a lot of upside potential. I don't see them losing more than 5 games. I see them probably winning more than 6. I personally don't have them winning more than 8 or 9. But that 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 goes back to what I'm saying here between you know the whole four to seven spot I definitely think that K-State could finish sixth and Iowa State could finish fourth I think Baylor could finish fourth I think Baylor could end up finishing in seventh and Kansas State could end up finishing in fifth who knows the these are the teams in my mind right now that are just kind of all over the place but Iowa State will make a bowl game in my mind right now I have them going six and five four and five in the big 12 but Pay attention to Brock Purdy. He's going to be a guy to watch this upcoming season. At number seven, and the final kind of bubble team in my mind right now that could finish anywhere from that four to seven spot is TCU. TCU, I have them finishing five and six, three and six in the Big 12 with losses to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, Kansas State, Baylor, Iowa State. Player to watch here is Max Duggan, their quarterback. Definitely a top three, if not top five quarterback here. 2,000 passing yards. 15 passing touchdowns. He had over 500 rushing yards and six rushing touchdowns as well. And this TCU team also kind of boggles my mind. They showed, you know, sparks of greatness, you know, especially against teams like Kansas State last season. But they're just another one of those bubble teams that I could really just kind of see finishing at anywhere, anywhere at this point in the Big 12. You know, they could have a great year like they did a few years ago, and they could finish top three. Who knows? They could finish anywhere from four to seven, like I've been saying this whole time. But, you know, they 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 do have a lot of questions. Christian Marks, they had some players get drafted in the first round. They had some players, you know, offensive lineman, receiver, cornerback, and a defensive tackle, just to name a few. But this this TCU team has a lot of upside in my mind. And they're not necessarily a dark horse. I do think that they will finish in the bottom half. The Big 12 poll had them finishing at 6th. I have them at 7. I I definitely think that they're probably going to end up in bottom half. But I'm going to be honest, I will not be surprised if they do end up finishing top 5 in the Big 12. Now, these last three teams, you know, I I don't see them making bowl games. I'm going to start off with West Virginia finishing 8th in the Big 12. I have them going four and seven and three and six in the Big Twelve. I have them losing to Florida State. I have them losing to Kansas State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, Baylor, and Iowa State. Texas Tech is the only other team on the bubble there. Granted, West Virginia is playing that game at Texas Tech, and that's the only reason that I have that on the bubble. If it were at West Virginia, I have them beating Texas Tech. But since it's at Texas Tech, they are the bubble team right now in my mind. Four and seven, three and six. They have a lot of question marks, especially at the quarterback position. But I I don't see them making a bowl game. You know, they had a couple good wins, especially, you know, like I said against Kansas State last season, I was at that game. It was miserable. But, 
you know, I I just think that if you compare it to sort of an NFL mindset, I wouldn't say that they're in a rebuilding mode, but they're just kind of in a rut where I don't know if it's a coaching issue, whether it's a player issue, but they'll, they'll get it figured out. You know, you're not going to have a guy like Geno Smith come in and lead this team, you know, to however many wins that they had over those few years. But I definitely think West Virginia is not going to make a bowl game. Four and seven, only three Big 12 wins. I, I just don't see this team finishing in the, in, in the top half at all here. Next, Texas Tech. I have them going three and eight and one and six in the Big 12. I have them losing to everyone but KU. They're going to beat KU, and that's going to be their only Big 12 win. Texas Tech, in my mind, is is another one of those teams that just kind of boggles my mind. On paper, they look like they could be really good, especially with the defense that they have, even though they lost a linebacker who got drafted in the first round. But I just I don't know. I just don't know. I have them going three and eight. They're, I, I can't even consider them a bubble team. I just think that they have a lot of issues, especially offensively, that they need to figure out. But defensively is what's going to carry this team. But again, I don't see them finishing in the top half at all and not making a bowl game. And they, they, they have a lot of work to do in these next few years. And finally, finishing up the rear, in my mind, and I feel like in a lot of other people's minds, is... Kansas. I've been going 1-10 and and 0-9 in the Big 12 with their only win coming against Coastal. They were scheduled to play New Hampshire, and they are playing Boston College as well. I don't have them beating Boston College. I had them beating New Hampshire, but New Hampshire has postponed all of their games, so I'm going to guess that they will not end up playing them, meaning that they're only going to go 1-10, only beating their out-of-conference. I don't have them winning a single game in the Big 12. Les Miles was supposed to come in. He was going to turn this team around. And I do think that he can. I do think that he can do that. But you can't expect him to do that in one or two years, especially with the talent that they have right now and or lack thereof. But Les Miles has proven himself that he can get it done with other teams, bigger teams in bigger conferences. Maybe not as competitive, but... I mean, you know what I mean. I I definitely think, give it a few years, and I definitely think that this Kansas team can get up around the four to five to maybe even six win season to try and make another bowl game for the first time in over 10 years. You know, I, I don't know if they have a ton of upside, but they have a lot of potential, especially with a guy like Les Miles coming in to try and turn this program around. You know, it's it's tough to say. It really is. I would like to see a majority of these teams, you know, win four games, three, four games at least. But in the in the terms of Kansas football, I, I don't see them winning more than three games over the next two or three years. You know, it's gonna it's gonna take a lot. They have one of the worst recruiting classes in the whole nation right now. It's just not it's not looking good for Kansas football. But if Les Miles can do what people are saying that he can do, all the power to him. I I think I think they have potential. And it's gonna take a few years, 
but I definitely think that they can start to at least try to get back on track. And that that is my that is my preseason standings rankings list for how I think the Big 12 is going to end up finishing Oklahoma leading the pack again with an undefeated season, possibly with some losses to other teams, but I I don't I don't see Oklahoma not winning the Big 12 unless something incredible happens and they just end up only winning seven games. So hopefully, I mean, that's that's what we all hope for. But that that is my list. Pay attention to those bubble teams there in the middle that I've been talking about, Kansas State, Baylor, Iowa State, and TCU. Any of those teams can finish anywhere. Those are going to be the teams to watch. Of course, they're, you know, you're only going to see news about Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and probably Texas, because those are those are the top dogs right now in this in this conference, unfortunately. But pay attention. Kansas State, Baylor, Iowa State, TCU. Those are the teams to watch, especially Iowa State. Everyone is high on Iowa State. I, I think that they have a lot of upside potential, and I do think that they can finish top five right now, even though they're sitting just outside of it for me. I definitely think that Iowa State... Out of, you know, aside, you know, Iowa State, Kansas State, and Baylor are those three teams that I could really see making a push, specifically at the end of the season. But those are the three teams, and of course TCU, but those are the three teams to really keep your eye on this upcoming season. I hope you all are having a fantastic Monday. Hopefully this will help you get through the week. I'll be back on Thursday with another episode Thank you all for tuning in. I am your host, Colin Settle. Follow the show on Twitter at Settling. Follow me on Twitter at Colin Settle. Join the Facebook page at Settling the Score. Thank you all once again for tuning in and consider this score settled. We will see you next time.